0: Chapter 18 of Joaquin, the Claude Duval of California. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Joaquin, the Claude Duval of California, or the Marauder of the Mines, a romance founded on truth, by Henry L. Williams the five French, Arkansas turns up again, Chinese, the bear and the bathers, Garcia and the grizzly, the hunt. A short time after their departure from Diamond Spring, the chief and his comrades established a temporary camp on the northern branch of the Stanislaus River the place had appeared to them on the previous evening to be utterly apart from human habitation but when they arose at the break of dawn they were surprised to behold at a little distance an encampment of several men who were guessed correctly to be french the latter did not suspect in the least what undesirable neighbours they had and were quite ignorant of the true trade of the newcomers when the latter appeared before them and asked them what was their business in so out-of-the-way a place they answered without any hesitation that they were gold-seekers so are we remarked joaquin We're gold-seekers and are very eager to make a raise of the dust if it is possible hereabouts ah but it is ver possible replied the apparent principal of the party the place is excellent gold here abounds but added he in his best english you have not of vautiers vat you name a tuels for to work oh you're a little out there we are well supplied but are you sure the diggings pay perfectly believe-vous that four or five men like us would muse ourselves in working for nothing "'No, no. We have found what you call some good diggings, and we are well decided to dwell the longest time possible in this grand republic. "'You are likely to dwell in it longer than you fancy,' said Joaquin, suddenly drawing his revolver. "'But you won't live in it long enough to improve your excellent English,' added he, while his companions displayed their weapons.' unless you turn over to us every particle you possess holy heaven name of a saint mon dieu lord ejaculated the gauls on seeing the menacing attitude of the mexicans they could not hope for joke to be before them four of the five ran to their tents and reappeared the next moment revolver in hand but before they had time to take aim Jack, Three Fingers, and Valenzuela had fired two or three shots apiece and slain them. The last of the unfortunates entreated Mercy, but hardly had he given up several pounds of gold dust, the fruits of long toil, than he was killed pitilessly like his fellows. As unconcernedly as possible the murderers sat down to the breakfast of the Frenchman, whose blood had scarcely ceased to flow. While they were thus busied, they were abruptly interrupted by a loud shout. They looked straight before them and beheld, on the other bank of the stream, ten men, all on horseback, and armed with revolvers and rifles, the foremost of them being the everlasting Arkansas. "'That Yankee again!' exclaimed Joaquin, on foot at the moment. "'Quick, quick, to horse!' Jack growled like a dog from whom a bone was being taken, and was only quickened in his movements by two bullets buzzing near him, and a third denting a tin plate, which he was just about reaching for. He flew into the saddle like the others, at that cursing the Americans in general, and, Arkansas and his crowd in particular, caramba to spoil a man's meal grumbled he here's the time to wait for them and pitch into them of course it is said Murieta sarcastically when they are three to one and with rifles too i tell you you may look upon yourself as very well off that they haven't done for one or two of us as it is fools for having given us warning there they are crossing the stream they'll be over soon push on said valenzuela he plied the spurs simultaneously and placed himself so as to cover his chief while garcia galloped on in the rear enraged at having to turn his back on the hated foe Hardly had they gained the summit of the nearest eminence than they came upon a couple of Chinese who were carrying their mining implements on their shoulders, and were without other weapons than a couple of U.S. cavalry sabres, condemned and probably sold to them cheap at San Francisco, or bought on the way from a deserting soldier— Three-fingered Jack flung himself off his horse, and on them not only poignarding them, but cutting off their heads, which he slung by the hair towards the pursuers. Five miles further on other Chinese were met, and the same act was each time repeated, so that seven heads and seven trunks were passed by the Americans, almost witnesses of the crimes, without power to prevent them. During four days the bandits continued to fly until, after the chasers were probably shaken off, they made for Sonora Pass. On the last of another four-and-twenty hours they reached the headquarters. They dismounted without announcing their return by the signal agreed upon and while Jack led the horses to water to the neighboring pond, Joaquin and Valenzuela advanced towards the camp, when at the first tent they halted and saw three of their comrades deep in the mysteries of the fifty-two leaves of the satanic prayer-book. They were so absorbed in their games that they did not in the least notice the coming of their officers this is nice said joaquin sternly immense resistance you could offer the yankees i don't think immediately the players dropping their hands like sleepers suddenly awakened sprang to their feet and drew their revolvers and seeing whom they were that they had to do with they tried to laugh it off and wish their superiors a hearty welcome Carajo, said one, the devil fly away with me if I didn't think the Yankees had the camp. Which they might easily do, rejoined Joaquin, looking around on the whole camp, then quite deserted. Yes, without the least difficulty, with all possible ease. Where are the men? Out a-hunting grizzly. Are the ladies hunting too? Oh, no, Captain. Captain. They strolled off towards the rivulet, and are under some tree, I suppose. Very well. I will go myself and see what has become of them. Stay here, Valenzuela, and if the men come back before I do, put some of them on guard on every point where you may think a sentry is needed. Those cursed fellows are fully capable of not being thrown off our trail for all our trouble, and popping in upon us of a sudden... That is to be feared, senor, said Valenzuela, and we must prevent their kind visit, for the sake of the senoritas at any rate. In case the rest of the boys are not back in a quarter of an hour, I will put these three here on the point furthest west of the mountains, and go myself to attend to the pass. Joaquin approved of this idea, and, trusting all to the lieutenant, sauntered off to find the girls on coming to the pond while keeping himself behind a clump of saplings he perceived them merrily bathing under the shade of some trees hanging on to the pendant branches and gracefully swimming as they were not unaware that the men might pass by at any time they had taken the precaution in remembrance of past shamefulness to attire themselves in habits which prevented the eavesdropper from a treat as delightful as that of years ago in which clarina and himself were the respective entertainer and entertained in the woods there was only a gentle murmur broken now and anon by the whizzing of a flycatcher's wings or the whitter wheel of a quail. Joaquin was waiting, calculating the effect which he would produce by an unexpected presence among the bathers, enjoying their alarm and confusion in anticipation when a piercing scream preceding many others came upon his ear hardly had he heard the first seemingly uttered by clarina than he sprang out of his covert but the danger was past already he only rushed upon the spot to see three-fingered jack plunging his knife into the belly of a good-sized grizzly Jack, after tending to the horses, had left the harness on the ground and laid down in the bushes, not far from the sheet of water in which the robber's naiads were disporting. Calmer than usual, and affected more deeply than he would have supposed possible by the peacefulness round about, he fell off into a half-slumber, dreaming while he dozed, His thoughts turned back to many years before, when he had been young and unused to crime. His remembrances of a woman whom he had loved had a stamp put upon them by his hearing faintly a clear sweet voice of a woman. It awoke him, and, still half-roused only, he staggered out of the thicket when a scream made him fully conscious, and led him to save from the clutches of the bear the mistress of his chief. On beholding the animal, he had thrown himself between it and the flying woman, and flung his blanket over its head, following up the momentary check by savage stabs. He was dealing the last stroke when his captain appeared." clarina was following her companions who were fleeing in all haste from the scene of terror but at the sight of her lover she stopped turned and ran to throw herself into his arms explaining to him all that had happened joaquin without even thinking of asking how the brave rescuer had chanced to be there so opportunely shook his hand still wet with blood as it was and warmly expressed his gratitude garcia said he you have saved a life dear to me i am made your debtor henceforth by that i am your devoted friend remember for the first time during many long years a smile lit up the face impassable and almost always ferocious of three-fingered jack the merciless bandit, who, under the flimsy cloak of revenging the death of his mistress, had committed no end of horrible crimes. "'It's nothing to tumble over a bear,' he said. "'No use making a fuss about it. And anyhow, if I did save the senorita from harm, it was more than anything else from my thinking of another—' "'Another what?' "'Woman.' What will you say when I tell you that my presence here was from a dream of the past? As soon as the speech was uttered, without adding another syllable, he turned his back unceremoniously on the bandit chief and his mistress, and dived into the shade. "'Garcia in love, as he seems to mean?' exclaimed Joaquin in spite of himself really if he had not just now rendered me a service beyond value i would be tempted to make him the laughing stock of the whole band perhaps said clarina his speech contains some mystery of which we know nothing he seems to be referring to the past mentioning the memory of a woman at all events there is something strange in it concluded the captain but he is not soap or sugar to melt Come, we must return to camp, unless you prefer to visit a certain tree. Tree, Joaquin? Why, yes, dear Clarina. Oh, don't you fancy that I haven't yet seen the pretty little bower? You have tastefully formed since I've been away. The canopy of creepers, the flowers on the sides, our initials woven with evergreen in a garland. I know all. I was not back twenty minutes before love guided me to the spot so i lose the pleasure of surprising you but you do not-oh holy mother what's that a dull crash made by some heavy body in motion through the chaparral sounded out near the couple an instant after another bear but smaller than the former one rattled with his claws on the carpet of rotten twigs and leaves past joaquin and his mistress As the former tried to shake off Clarina, who clung to him tenaciously, half a dozen of the desperados burst through the brush at very nearly the same time, weapon in hand, hurrahed on by Manuel Guerra. Halt! cried he, on perceiving his superior. The robbers obeyed, and no less astonished than joyous, pressed around to welcome him. "'You've made short work of our Bruin, Captain,' remarked Guerra, indicating the carcass of the grizzly. "'No, no,' answered Joaquin, "'that is not your fellow. It is some of three-fingered jacks' hunting.' "'Caramba!' swore the lieutenant. "'So ours has escaped. I thought we had him sure when I saw this one.' At the same moment twenty or thirty detonations echoed around in the underwood. Joaquin and those who had met him hurried to the camp, where all were united in four or five minutes, for the remainder of the hunters had slain the second grizzly in the very heart of the headquarters. End of chapter 18